are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to a new episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. It is our first podcast since opening day. As always, Angel Steve here and Sammy Smooth across the mic, man. How you doing, Sam? Doing well, Steve. Yankees 12-6, and six, a couple of games shy of the third of the waypoint of the season. Uh, it's been mostly good. Uh, it's, some bad, but mostly good. They're in first place in the American League East uh, as we wake up on Thursday, August 13th. Uh, and things are looking good. Uh, Garrett Cole... You know, Zach Britton, you know, we have a lot of positive things uh, for the Yankees in this pandemic shortened season. Uh, just having sports in general back is good. It feels it's good. So weird. It's so weird. I'm a Boston Bruins fan for my hockey team. And obviously they had the five overtime game last night, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and the Columbus Blue Jacket series. And like, I, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, you're, you're telling me I'm watching a Bruins playoff game at 11 a.m. Uh, in August. <laughs> on a Wednesday in August. If you told me that in late February, holy cow. But uh, the empty ballparks for me in, in baseball, uh, this was coming to my mind just as uh, before we got on tonight. The empty ballparks I'm still getting used to. It's, it's still weird for me. It's uh, it's been it's yeah, it's been it's been different. Um, I feel like some stadiums, like when the Yankees are on the road, I don't really notice that much. Um, definitely at at home when they do like the you know the flash to like you know where the bleacher creatures would be, it's more of a difference. You can kind of feel some of the, um, you know the, the fake noise that they're they're pumping in there. It kind of does feel artificial at times. Um, but overall, like it, it's it's been fine. I, I haven't had too much of an issue. Like if I'm focused. And looking for something to to you know make note of, then I'll be like, oh yeah, that looks weird. But if I'm just focusing on a game and strictly the you know the play on the field, I think it's been okay. Um, but it's overall a really strange, really strange baseball season here. As you said, a, a third of the way, almost you know this weekend will hit a third of the way for for Major League Baseball. It's it hasn't gone smo- smoothly. So before we get into the Yankees, quick around the league, you know the the Cardinals haven't played in the month of October. Uh, August at all. They haven't played since July 29th. You know, the Marlins was a big story where they kind of got you know, almost half their team con- got contracted with the virus. A lot of games canceled. The Yankees had two games, uh, four games versus the Phillies canceled and rescheduled and swapped with the Orioles. It's kind of been a mess. And there was definitely at one point where I was like, oh, we're, me and Sam don't ever have to do a podcast again because this season's getting canceled. But we've gotten over that hump and it seems like baseball is con- going to be going to be able to finish the season, I hope. <laughs> Yeah, I hope they're able to finish. I saw Jeff Passan of ESPN mention the possibility of a postseason bubble earlier do it. this week. Yeah, I, it, I think it's absolutely necessary. I mean, what are you going to do for an outbreak in one of these postseason series? Imagine if the Yankees had an outbreak. Are you just going to say tough luck? You know, they have to forfeit to the, you know, Whatever. What's the math in a 60-game season for, for wins and losses? Are, are they going to have to forfeit uh, to the 28-32 and 32, um, Blue Jays? You yeah. snuck into the playoffs as the last team? Like, Are they going to have to forfeit that series? Do you just hold it like you are doing with the Cardinals and just push it 
two weeks back. Like, who knows what you do? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have no clue what they're going to do with the Cardinals, Steve. You mentioned that. They're COVID <laughs> outbreak. I mean, they haven't played in two weeks. They, they can't get the 60 games. I know they said that's fine. Like, the you know, the Marlins, who are in first place, can't get the 60 games either, too. But, like, at what point is, you know, is 40 games okay? Like, if they, the Cardinals play 40, 45 games, uh, the rest of that division going to be like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. We'll let them... You know, they're 30 and 15. Like, that counts for a full season. Like, get the hell out of here. No way. Like, there's got to be a way to make up some of these games for, for teams like the, you know, the Cardinals, uh, the Marlins, I think the Phillies were the next team that that lost uh, a decent amount of games. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I'm, I'm glad that they're pushing through. It looks like the the Cardinals should play this weekend, which will be nice. Um, but then that's a whole other scenario there that, that baseball – I, you know, kind of screwed up to begin with, with how everything was going up. But there is baseball now, so we'll stick to that. And the Yankees, you said, are in first place, 12-6. and six. Um, Lots of good um, and then some bad here. So for this season, we're going to switch it up a little bit, a little shorter episodes. Um, I'm kind of going to break it out into what we think the, the three main things for each week of the Yankees are. The good, we're going to like talking about that. That's going to be easy ones. The bad, because, you know, the plenty of players are not living up to their potential now. And uh, as the past few years have shown us, the injured is something that we always talk about on this podcast. So those are going to be our three main topics, two to three players for each one of those topics, kind of bang them out, talk about other players that are affected by those players and kind of go from there for each episode. Uh, let us know if you like that format or if you prefer the other one where we just kind of shoot the shit about you know, what happened the past week for the Yankees. Uh, but we're going to start it off there. So the good start right at the top of what the Yankees do every, every game. DJ LeMayu. Sam, this guy is a monster. Hitting over 400, you know. 431 after today. It's crazy. And uh, the debate is between him and Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies. Can they hit 400 over 60 games? I mean, it's certainly a possibility. And you're going to have people losing their minds, you you know, the certain crowd. You're going to have people losing their minds saying, oh, it doesn't count, it doesn't count. That's a debate for another day. But the Yankees signed this guy. They didn't get Machado. Everybody was pissed off, including me. They signed DJ LeMahieu to a two-year, $24 million contract. And holy cow, this guy is one of the 10 best Yankees free agent signings ever. I was just talking about it with a friend tonight. Um, yeah. He's going to be a free agent <laughs> at year's end, but the Yankees have to find a way to keep this around. Like That's another debate for another time. This guy makes the offense go round. And you could argue that he is the MVP of the Yankees uh, over Judge, over any other offensive player in the lineup. You can make that argument. Whenever the Yankees need a big hit, this guy is coming through. That double tonight, you know, stretching out, going the other way, right center field. Just an absolutely beautiful hit. That just personified... That hit what, what LeMahieu is and what he brings to the Yankees lineup. He brings the versatility in the field. Um, I would like – I did say this was a debate for another time. I would like the extension announcement, you know. But before tomorrow. we even air this podcast, yeah, get the Please. extension in there. You have to. I mean, he had four for five tonight, three hits <laughs> the other way. He, he's doing it from – you know, he's batting leadoff here. It seems like the Yankees just start the game in the first inning with a guy on at least first base every time. He had a leadoff home run, uh, you know, earlier in this season here. He's literally doing it all for the Yankees. Oh, and this guy had a positive test for COVID-19 and missed opening day. Like, what can this guy do? He seemed like he literally wakes up out of bed and just produces hits. 
Uh, like you said, that free agent signing, top 10 Yankee free agent signing of all time, I think that's a, a great thing that we need to start looking into is this guy was the 38th, I believe, ranked free agent two years ago. 38th free, ranked free agent in all of baseball. Where is he going to be after this season? He's going to be – he's got easily top five free agent, and the Yankees are going to have to pay big bucks to get him. But, you know, they, they got the steal of the first contract. It'll be interesting to see how high that second contract could go. Um, and he just had the versatility in the field. He, uh, he was playing a great second base. Um, and then late in the games, he switches over and plays first base. Well, they, they throw Tyler Wade in there for defensive purposes, which is, a, a you know, a nice little you know, throw-in to have when you're, when you're winning games. Um, there's literally nothing that this guy can, can't do. He, they asked him how many games he needed to, to bounce back once cleared from uh, – once he got his negative tests, and he was like, I want to play opening day. The Yankees were cautious, sat him. He didn't play opening day last year either. It's kind of crazy that this guy, like you said, is going to be the MVP for the Yankees probably the past two years and technically hasn't cracked an opening day lineup. <laughs> it is, yeah. In 2018, they, they signed him to be that utility player, you know, play four or five times a week. Um, and twelve million a year is an expensive utility player, and he he's turned into you know not just a utility player, but one of the best um, hitters in all of baseball. And Steve, you said the the free agent ranking two years ago. Um, the the knock on him was that he couldn't hit away from Coors Field. That was going to drive the cost down, and Low power. he's become a better hitter at Yankee Stadium than he ever was at Coors Field, which is the you know, the most fascinating thing about this to me. Um, Yankees MVP the last, you know, since he's joined the team, I think. And, you know, the hitting, the leadoff, uh, I mean, what doesn't this guy do? Like you said, you may as well just put him on first base to, you know, (laughs) lead off the game. You know how they can't do the intentional walk uh, or they can do the intentional walk without throwing four pitches? (laughs) Pitcher can save the saves energy. Just that's great. Up. Yeah, instead of the uh, instead of the the extra innings rule with a guy on second, the Yankees just automatically start with Judge at the plate and Lemayu on, on first base. <laughs> that's the way they should do it. Uh, like I said, he's batting four thirty one after uh, Wednesday's game versus the Braves. Um, they were talking about him broadcast today. I don't know if you, were, you caught that part of it, but he is trying to become the official only player to ever win a batting title in each league. He's done it. With the Rockies uh, several years ago, and he's, he's right now is you know batting 431. We're talking about you know winning a batting title. We're talking about 400 for for 60 games here. This could be a record-breaking season for DJ, and the Yankees have needed it here. Uh, number two on the good for the Yankees is their prized free agent acquisition of Garrett Cole. He is three and zero with a 3.22 ERA and four starts. He's got you know more than a strikeout per inning with 26 strikeouts in 22 innings. Um, didn't get the win last last game because he didn't complete the full five after giving up a kind of a, a frustrating home run there, as he would say. Uh, it's really nice for the Yankees to have their ace and go out there and know what they're going to get every time. At the same point, while he's under the good category here, I feel like Garrett Cole could be even better, which is great news for the Yankees. Absolutely. He's kind of lost some gas the third time through the order, which we didn't see with the Astros during his great run last year. Uh, but... I agree with you. The, the best is yet to come here. And it, it's certainly been rough on the pitchers and, and the hitters too, mind you, with, you know, not facing live hitters for three or four months, whatever it was. Um, 
Garrett Cole's going to get even better, and that's great news for the Yankees and fans. Uh, he, he's already looked dominant at, at points this season. You, you know, the breaking stuff was looking better against the Rays, uh, getting more swings and misses. This guy is going to be worth every penny for the Yankees, and it, it could be one of those CC stories. You know, CC signs with the Yankees in 09. He's their workhorse through and throughout the regular season into the playoffs. And for Cole, it's going to be much different. It's a 60-game season. You're going to start maybe 10, 11 games, maybe 12. Um, But I think once playoff time comes around, Cole is going to demand that ball kind of like CeCe did back in the day before he came to the Yankees with the Brewers, where it's like giving the ball. And I think you have to. I mean, this is, you know, like I said, the short season here. The rest of the rotation, which we'll touch on in the bad bad category for the for this season so far it has been suspect here give Garrett Cole the ball as often as possible the Yankees have played uh, 18 games he's gotten the ball four times he's coming up again this this weekend versus the Red Sox um it's just it's just a joy to watch and and like, as we said it's it hasn't been the best stuff yet we've seen we've seen him be really good and it's really nice to know that we have that ace out there but once the real Garrett ace shows up it's going to be even scarier for other teams here um, and that, that's just, we haven't had that in a while for the Yankees. You're right. And, you know, the la- the last ace feel I had was definitely Severino in 2017, the first half of 2018. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of fallen off. I miss Seve. <laughs> oh, I do too. I miss the elite Seve. But night in and night out, this guy is pumping 97, 98, 99 onto the gun. Uh, and he's not... That fastball velocity isn't getting down in the sixth and sixth inning when he's out there. Um, I think he's definitely going to go deeper into games as the season goes on. Yeah, and it, you know he got knocked out. The pitch count got got to him against the Rays. He had ten strikeouts and four and two thirds. He looked, he looked great. Yeah, but so one, one mistake cost him the win. The Rays, you know, were fouling a lot of pitches off. So um, he's definitely been on the good side and he's going to get to be on the great side very, very soon. Cause I feel like he's just getting his feet wet. Yeah. And that, that's the hope there sticking for the third and final uh, good for the Yankees since the start of the season is the back end of the, the games here. Cole starts them and Zach Britton finishes them. Zach Britton has been, he collected his seventh save to, uh, yesterday versus the Braves here. He's, uh, he's pitched seven and a third innings. He's a ground ball machine. Uh, he's, he's looking really good on the mound for someone who wasn't the closer coming into the season, but you know, easily slid right into that role given his history and the Araldis Chapman uh, positive test here. Um, at what point do we start thinking that you know when Chapman comes back, he's going to have to earn that versus Britain because Britain's been lights out? Wow, Steve, I didn't even think of that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Britain caught you been, off guard. <laughs> Britain has been so. So good. And we talk about LeMahieu being one of the best Yankees free agent signings in, in team histories. Look at Brian Cashman's record of trades. Getting Zach Britton from the Baltimore Orioles for the, for the price he did, and then the Yankees being able to resign him was a major, major win. This guy is one of the best relievers in all of baseball. I feel so confident when he goes out on the mound to face these hitters, you know, tonight being thrown into a situation that he didn't think he was going to be in, uh, you know, hit a reach base, tying run was at the plate. Uh, he had to get uh, Osuna and 
I forget the guy who ended the game. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here. Um, that doesn't matter. But he had to, <laughs> yeah. he, had to get, he had to get two right-handed hitters, uh, Ozuna being one of them, and then to end the game, I am pulling oh, uh, up Duvall. here. He got Adam Duvall, who yeah, has yeah. a lot of power. So, yeah, he walked Freeman, he gets um, Ozuna, and he gets Duvall, two pretty good right-handed hitters. Yeah, I, I think, and, and to ease Chapman back, um, it, it definitely wouldn't be a bad idea to get him in some non-closers role situation. His positive test was July 11th. He's, he's got to be ready. He seems like he's just throwing gas in this uh, off-site uh, you know, uh, facility. And the Yankees are like, yeah, just keep practicing there. We're good for right now. But I think he's got to yeah. be coming back. I think maybe by the time we record next week, We'll we'll see Chapman back and see how this kind of unfolds, uh, but but Britain's been Britain's been elite, um, and you mentioned the good contract like you said. You got so I got DJ for for twelve million a year. They uh, they got Britain for thirteen million a year. It's a, a an interesting contract here. By the end of the World Series this year, the Yankees have to decide if they want to pick up a twenty twenty two option on Britain for fourteen mil. If they decline that, Britain immediately come, becomes a free agent after twenty twenty. So, I mean, after what we're seeing so far, there's no chance I think the Yankees decline that option, um, which means that Britain's going to be locked in at twenty for 2021 and 2022 for 13 and $14 million. So a, a hefty price if you're considering him to be a strictly setup man. But as we're seeing here, you know, going back-to-back, back, him and Chapman could get his you know, game over most of the time uh, and well worth the price. Absolutely. And you, you see the bullpen issues all around baseball. I you know, we're both in the Philadelphia market, Steve. The, the, this Phillies bullpen that I, you know, tune in some nights. And we saw it against the Yankees last week um, in some of those games. It, yeah. It's atrocious. So the Yankees have always made the bullpen a priority uh, in the last five years or so. It started with that Andrew Miller signing. They had Batantis on those teams. Yeah, it's uh, always been deep. Obviously flipped Miller in, in the end. Uh, for another guy who we'll talk about tonight, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but it's, it's all it's all been good. Those are the, those are the good. There's plenty more good. The Yankees are in first place, as we said, so there's plenty more good there. But those are the three guys that stuck out uh, the first two weeks of the season. Here on the the flip side of that, we'll go to the bad. We'll we'll start off with Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez has been a polarizing figure for the Yankees since coming up to the big leagues. He, when he's hot, he is one of the hottest and best players in baseball. When he's cold, it doesn't even. He might be better off going to going to at bat without even without bringing a bat. And automatic out. Automatic, and it's been like that to start this year. Did go yard on Wednesday, and he looked confident with that swing. He knew he got it. So maybe this gets him out of his slump and gets him a little August Gary in there. But it's uh, it's it's been rough. He's you know that today, you know, just getting that hit bumped him up to uh, over one hundred for a batting average here. He is not looking good. He's striking out 47% of the time. Uh, and he, he, the pass balls are still an issue for him there. But I really, you know, as I said for years, don't care much about that. But real rough start in the first 18 games for Gary Sanchez. Yeah, and it's tough. In this shortened season, the bad stretches are definitely more magnified. I Big was time. telling that to someone the other night. Um, and Gary... I was upset. He was looking good in the exhibition games that yeah. they were playing against the Mets and Phillies. You know, went yard a couple times. Uh, he was looking good, and this slow start to the season is really 
uh, been deflating for me. Somebody who's Gary Sanchez is one of my favorite Yankees. But yeah, like, like you said, Steve, he may as well. The Yankees may as well just send a cardboard cutout of him <laughs> up sometime. Take one from one of the fans. Find his own. <laughs> because this guy, he looks so lost sometimes. And I, I, I don't really know what it is. You know, the Yankees, Aaron Boone's been good about getting Kyle Higashioka in there. I know Higgy was recently hurt, and they got, you know, Eric Kratz up. He's been doing a good job of managing his load. Um, I, I, I think he's got to turn around. He's going to turn around. I'm just yeah. confident, Gary, because that's just uh, – I'm on the positive side of it where, you know, the, the, the Twitter side of it is, you know, trade him for a bag of balls tomorrow. And, you know, it's just way too ridiculous to give up on someone like Gary Sanchez, you know. Even, you know, if they said the past three years Gary's been terrible, he still rates up there with, you know, the better half of the league in catching statistics. Um, still has a rocket arm behind the plate. And to end it on a good note here, you know, when you, you hear Garrett Cole and uh, and Paxton kind of talk about him, um, those are the two that kind of stuck out here. They say he's calling a great game. And, you know, they're both really happy with that. Um, uh, Paxton had, what was it, 10, 11 strikeouts in his last start before he kind of gave up a few home runs. And Garrett Cole had 10 strikeouts in his last start. So the, the, the pitchers aren't upset with Gary. Um, he's kind of working with a new defensive stance back there, you know, going dropping down to a knee. So that's kind of, a, you know, the – to find a silver lining in Sanchez this year, but it's been a really flat out terrible. He's, he fucking sucks. Um, but hopefully that home run Wednesday could, could bounce him back. And we see, uh, you know, the Gary we know can perform. Yeah. Uh, he had the oppo shot too. It was, that was last week against the Phillies. Uh, he's, you know, he's got a lot of power when he makes contact. It's good, but striking out 40%, 47% of the time. Just can't happen. It can't happen. Can't and happen. Gary Sanchez is a player that that could win you a World Series if he's hot, and if he's cold, it, it could lose you a World Series. So that's something the Yankees gotta gotta keep an eye on as the season goes along. The the number two guy on on the bad list here is is more of a surprising one. We we kind of had huge expectations for for Glaber Torres coming into the season, taking over the shortstop role from Didi Gregorius, um, and he's gotten off to a rough start. It looks like sometimes he was pulling for the home run. Um, he had a nice opposite field RBI single today, but a um, couple misplays in the field, a little couple miscommunications with with DJ LeMahieu uh, earlier this week. Um, so another guy that I hope turns it around here, but rough start for, for Glaber Torres as well. Yeah, it absolutely has been. And we were talking about, you know, potential American League MVP yeah. Oh, yeah. last episode. Uh, and and th- this has been the most surprising to me uh, out of all of them. I know he's going through rough stretches in his young career, but this has undoubtedly been the most surprising to me. Uh, he had that good game in Washington a couple of weeks ago, you know, won the Yankees the game, solo home run, an RBI single, the RBI single. Uh, but that was his last, besides today, besides on, on Wednesday, that was his last RBI was that home run, which is crazy. That's, wow. Uh, I, and that's I your three-hole hitter. For the most part, he's dropped a little bit the past few weeks, but you can't go that long with in between RBIs if you're the middle order bat. And what's crazy to me, Steve? You know, we're talking about Sanchez, Torres. You know, left field. You know, Gardner's been struggling, even though Talkman's gotten in there a lot more in the last couple of weeks. Yankees are getting jack shit from Sanchez and Torres, and they're they're twelve and six through eighteen games. They started out. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Eight and one. They're, so they're, yeah. They've got, you know, uh, Gardner's batting, what, 140, Glaber, 160, 
Sanchez one ten, and they're still they're still scoring seven runs a game sometimes. Um, so uh, it, it's if those guys all get right, you know, how many runs a game could they score? Jeez. Oh yeah. So that's that's like I know they're negatives, but the Yankees are producing like this without them. So that's the spin zone uh, we like here on podcasting and pinstripes. Here we they always it always could be better. <laughs> That just that just shows you just how deep the team is and how have it been that way for a couple of years. Credit to Brian Cashman. I mean, just you know, the one to nine. It's so deep, and you look at some of the castoffs the Yankees have in their lineup. You know, Luke Voigt hitting second tonight, just absolutely raking so far this season. You know, the first baseman in his late twenties. Their Cardinals didn't have room for. Uh, Mike Talkman, who seems like he has a good at bat every time he's up, twenty-eight-year-old yeah. outfielder that you know couldn't see the field on the Colorado Rockies. Gio Urshela, uh, I mean, has turned he, into an absolute, twenty-five thousand dollars. That was the trade for Gio Urshela. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I, the Yankees have these three guys who were castoffs and are now you know prominent players in their lineup. Yeah, so we'll we'll keep an eye on Glaber. I think he absolutely is a star, and you know, will continue you know his trajectory to becoming a you know an All Star shortstop as he makes the transition. He showed off his rocket arm today a few times. Um, I think he's just got to relax a little bit. I think he maybe put a little too much pressure on himself, um, but I think he'll he'll bounce back and, and be okay for the Yankees. Uh, the final guy on the bad list, I, I don't really have faith that he's back that he's going to be bouncing back. It's a 37-year-old uh, J.A. Happ. He's got an ERA that's over 10 in his two starts here. The Yankees have kind of avoided pitching him as much as possible, which is a good thing, um, as he's you know, only thrown seven innings for the Yankees, but has given up uh, eight runs in, the, in those seven innings. So nothing spectacular here from Happ. They do have to kind of worry about his contract. With the, the you know he has an option for next year that's prorated. For the sixty, uh, the sixty games. So I think we'll see him skipped often, and, and even more. I think you will see the Yankees active at the trade deadline, which is August thirty first, to possibly replace Happ in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. And the the options become prorated. He has uh, fifty nine and a third innings pitched, or ten starts, and they vest. So he's at right two now. and seven. So not that 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 he won't hit it if he stays at this pace. But yeah, no, and the Yankees are going to make sure. Yeah, no chance. Um, so he just, I want to see Clark Schmidt. He's not on the forty. I was just going to say that, that as well. <laughs> that's what every Yankees fan wants to see. Um, they'll, they'll have to mess with the forty to get him up. But yeah, I don't want to see another thing at J Half. That start against the Phillies was absolutely brutal. Um, it just you know he went he went three innings versus the Phillies gave up four four runs he walked six in three innings so he walked two an inning like you just can't have that as someone who's supposed to be a veteran just back end of the rotation guy um, you know he still hasn't broke seventy pitches in, in either outing because he just he's got got to take him out before that um, so he it's another guy kind of like Sanchez he he had a good a good spring. Um, and we're like, Oh, maybe he comes back and, and it does, does decent. And he had a good, like last couple, like from August through September in 20. Yeah. 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 Not 19. He had, you know, sub four ERA, uh, gave you some good innings against, um, in the postseason. I mean, I know he gave up the home run to Correa in game two, but he gave you, excuse me, three innings before that of no run ball. So I, 
I had some hope that he could bounce back, but that that seems out the door. Yeah, it does. So hopefully, you know, Hap will just just, just kind of just disappear into maybe a, a long relief role, and we get to see someone like a Clark Schmidt or maybe a Mike King get the starts over him. Um, I I, su- I suspect he'll get another few starts, but if he has he has another another one like he did in Philly, then then he'll be he'll be gone for good from that from the rotation. Um, so that's that's the bad. So we got the good and the bad. In the past few years, Sam, we've always ended with you know who got hurt for the Yankees. It's never been fun, but it's just been a constant stream of players that we talk we got to talk about who got hurt, and it had no change this year. So the final category here is the injured. And we'll start with none other than John Carlos Stan. Very rough year last year with injuries, only playing in 18 games. And then now back on the IL with another, you know, soft tissue injury with a, you know, mild grade one strain uh, on a play that didn't, that seemed like nothing. A little pass ball advances from first to second, not even a throw down to, to make it a close play. And then boom, out of the lineup, uh, possibly three to four weeks, knowing Stan it's going to push him to September. Based off last year, maybe we don't see him again. Um, but but kind of, it's, it's sad because he he came out opening day, hit a bomb. He's looked really good, um, and he looked like he's healthier the past this year. But but a, a rough rough case there for Stan. It really is, um, and I don't these hamstring injuries. Uh, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like it, it shouldn't be like chronic. Uh, I mean, no. you know, stretch. we make it seem so easy how come they can't figure this out but yeah i'm not a professional athlete but uh, but i mean i i just wonder uh and it was really a shame he you know hit two bombs in washington uh over the weekend he hit a laser in tampa uh he looked like a new man at the plate and it's really sad to see him go down it Um, really is it's it's, and you know they've limited him with with the dh role like gotta keep him gotta make sure he's healthy make sure he can play as many games as possible they were gonna you know play the field once twice i don't know he hasn't stepped foot in the field yet he's only he's only been a dh um so i it's it it sucks because they they Say you say three home runs. He was he was slugging, uh, you know, almost six hundred in the in the first fourteen games here. Um, and if he doesn't top last year's games, eighteen games last year, if he doesn't top that this year, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a problem for the Yankees. Um, and he looked good. His, his attitude seemed like right. He's he seemed like he was pushing to play the field more. And the Yankees were like, no, no, we gotta make sure you're healthy. And then uh, play like this it was the same thing last year. The, the his one of his muscle injuries last year was advancing from second to third on like a ground ball, and it's just unnecessary. Maybe he doesn't know how to slide. I can't figure it out. But how do you get hurt uh, on on these simple plays here? And it's crushing because we know what he could do when he's healthy, and he looked like he was healthy the first few weeks. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm upset for him, and I'm upset that he's not in the lineup. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna miss him, and you know, three to four weeks. That's gonna turn into like you know a. 10-day rehab at the alternate site that they have when, when he's fully healthy. So, I mean... Maybe he misses th- 20 games. He misses a third of the season. Yeah. I'm thinking mid-September. You know. Yeah. the As always, we spin it into something good here, that his injury has led to Clint Frazier being recalled, and Clint showed up uh, on Wednesday night. He, uh, he didn't play Tuesday when he first got called up, but then got the start in right field uh, on Wednesday. First at-bat laser show home run there uh, comes up a triple shy of the cycle in his game the masked thunder 
looks prepared to take advantage of this opportunity given to him. He really does. And, you know, the knock on him has been not being able to play the field and everything. Um, he's hitting the cover off the ball, though. And the Yankees, after this season, they really that bat, have, to I mean. they have to figure out what to do with him. Uh, I mean, he can't be rotten in AAA anymore. You know, when the, when hopefully the minor league season comes back next year. Uh, he can't be. He just can't be. He's too good of a hitter. Uh, he is roping the ball, that short swing, the flick of the wrist. Um, Paul Paul O'Neill was oozing over today. He was because there was you know he's got a new little stance. He's got his front foot really turned in, and Paul O'Neill was just like, yeah, he could do that. He's he's that talented. He's got that strong of an upper body. He's got lightning quick wrists. Like yeah, he can he can do like that and make sure his hip stays in, and he's gonna crush the ball. And he, he did just that, and it was it was fun to watch. You know he's he's a fun you know you know. Again, it's kind of like Sanchez, a polarizing figure to, to fans here, but I find it hard to not like everything Clint Frazier does. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I really in 2018 it started in that opening series against Toronto, that concussion issue, you know, yeah. basically kept him out the entire season. Um, and then, you know, last year he showed flashes, but I, I want him here for good. Uh, I mean – when Brett Gardner, I think the Yankees are eventually going to say tally ho to him. After. <laughs> We've been saying that since I think we started the podcast four years ago. It's since, <laughs> but he keeps he keeps showing up and he keeps performing. Usually, anytime we bash him, the next week he hits like four hundred. So we're going to see if that happens again. Because as of right now, yeah, I'm giving it bats to Talkman and Frazier over Gardner at this point. Like I don't, I don't see the need for it. Um, but he he usually backs it up right after. Um, the second injured guy kind of leads into the into from Frazier is, is Aaron Judge. So Frazier played right field because Aaron Judge was dealing with a little tightness. Aaron Boone says it's nothing to worry about. He's oh, just but he little, just pulled him out because he was on artificial turf. It's so you always got to be careful. What was that about? What was that about? <laughs> always got to be careful here. It's if he's out of the lineup on Friday, I'm going to start to get real worried because um, Aaron Judge is absolutely raking right now. Everything he's doing on the field has just been unbelievable. Uh, you know, Mike Trout is continues to be to be Mike Trout, but in 17 games, Aaron Judge has been the MVP of baseball. He's got nine home runs here. He's got you know slugging uh, over 750. He's on base over 300 uh, at 343. Um, it's it's pretty incredible to see Judge. You know, finally, re- what we thought was recovered from that weird um, broken bone. And this injury better not last more than two days. Yeah, but what was Boone saying about, you know, he was on artificial turf and everything? What, what, why was he lying like that? I, I got nothing. I, I know there was, he was good enough to play. I thought it was fine. Take him out of the game yesterday. You know, it seemed like we had a good lead. Um, but, but now I thought that would be, oh, take him out. In the sixth inning on Tuesday, that means we can start him on Wednesday. Because I was thinking, oh, maybe they were saying if Judge played the whole game Tuesday, he'll get the extra off day Wednesday. So get the off day Wednesday, Thursday, and be ready for the Red Sox series. So I got I got concerned when he's not in the lineup. Then on Wednesday, then there's no point in taking him out on Tuesday. And then the whole tightness comes up. Um, as you said, with Stanton, do, do some stretches. You guys are big boys. Get some stretches here. Uh, this, this better not turn into a DL thing. Yeah, it, it better not because Aaron Judge has been a joy to watch this year. I mean, it seems like every game he's going deep. Um, that home run, uh, it was, yeah, when 
Tuesday night now. That's when the series with the Braves started. Right over the Yankees' bullpen, and it hit that sign behind. I mean, it, it felt like a oh, line opposite drive. field. Yeah, that it felt like a line drive. You know, opposite field. You know, right center the other way, and it hit the back of the Yankees' bullpen. That, that's just silly. I mean, you don't you don't see hitters do that. It's he's yeah. been on another level this season. It's and, been awesome. Uh, the uh, those two home runs goes versus the, the DL. It's going to be such a crushing blow. I believe it's seven of his nine home runs have given the Yankees helped the Yankees take the lead. Uh, those two home runs on on ESPN with those guys going berserk where it was hilarious. You just knew he was going yard after the Yankees gave up the lead. You're like, holy shit, Judge murdered that ball, and he's been really fun to watch. And he's been on pace for an MVP battle with, with Trout, who's been amazing since he came back from paternity leave. Um, but it. We gotta gotta get the at bats in there. Gotta gotta stay off the IL for Judge. So we'll we'll keep a close eye on that. the The final guy on the injured list is a sad one. It's Tommy Kaline. He's gonna undergo Tommy John surgery. Um, he pitched pitched one inning uh, this season. He struck out three batters. Tommy tight pants is always fun to watch since he's been with the Yankees. Um, but this could be the end of him in pinstripes if once the Tommy John goes through. It's it's a it's a fourteen to sixteen month process. We're already in August. That's going to take him out all next year, and then he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be unfortunate. He's been one of the Yankees' best relievers since you know they gave up their first round pick from the twenty sixteen draft. Blake, Blake Rutherford, Rutherford. Yeah. you know, they of course got um, David Robertson and Todd Frazier in that deal, but you know the big piece in that deal was Canely and it's 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 a shame uh it sucks you know one inning and the Yankees are gonna miss him um they they don't want you know Loisca has been pretty good out of the bullpen and you know you have your green out of but I mean having him in the bullpen would have you know been a it's, huge it's... huge boost and Tommy John yeah he already he already had the surgery so yeah it's He's kind of a prime candidate for almost like a non-tender because why bother paying him when you know he's going to miss the whole year? And then you're going to have, you know, kind of something that we've seen, you know, with um, – it was like when 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 um, Pineda, when he, when he left the Yankees, you know, he signs up with a, you know, a random team like the Twins, gets a two-year deal with the team knowing that he's going to be out for the first year. Um, the Yankees kind of seem to let those those players leave. So it will be really interesting to follow Keenley and um, see what happens to him after the season. Um, if this is the end, he's had, you know, technically he's had four years with the Yankees. He's 129 games. Uh, he struck out 157 batters in 112 innings. You know, Tommy K, he's been getting the strikeouts. A um, change up. It's awesome. Little Bugs Bunny action to it. He, he, he even had, a, you know, last year he got sent down to the minors and you know, he bounced back and, you know, just kind of solidified that depth of that, that bullpen the Yankees may, may look to replace. Um, kind of, kind of moving forward in in twenty nine twenty and twenty twenty one, um, but a sad end here for Kayleen. You know, wish him the best. Hope he, you know, fully recovers. Um, but it could have been a nice, you know, big time for him to get a contract next year, and he really hasn't been paid yet. And he'll be uh, he'll be thirty one coming off Tommy John, looking for his uh, first free agent contract. We talk about uh, you know the Yankees adding a back end starter. I think they could look to add to the bullpen to always. the trade I mean, they're always looking to add to the bullpen. So. Be on the lookout for that, especially with the loss of uh, Tommy Tight Pants. Oh. Yeah. 
So that wraps up the the good, the bad, and the ugly of the past week for the New York Yankees. Sam, we'll do a quick look ahead, and then we'll send it away till next week. Uh, off day Thursday, four games versus Boston, and then three versus Tampa, all at Yankee Stadium. Yankees love the home cooking. They seem to hit as many home runs as possible when they're home. Boston looks looks terrible. Um, the Rays are uh, the Rays and the Rays opposite look very good. So it, the Yankees should hopefully take care of Boston here. I couldn't tell you who the hell is going to pitch for Boston in any of these games. They don't seem like any, uh, MLB players, but but Tampa's got lined up uh, Snell and Glass now. Um, you know, next Wednesday, uh, Garrett Cole versus Glass now is going to be a, a prime matchup for for Major League Baseball. Oh yeah, uh, the Yankees play the next uh, ten days. So their next day off is August 24th uh, after the Thursday off day on the 13th uh, today. So it's, you know, sustained homestand, too. It felt like this was the only um, – this was the first Yankees home game uh, since, you know, last week, which was their home. It seems like they've been on the road the whole whole season uh hasn't it's, it kind of? it's been weird especially with the the philly games where you didn't know who was home they were they were they had a home game but it was in citizens bank park uh so yeah it's felt like they haven't had much home especially here in in august but you know we can't complain the yankees i think are the most home games in all of baseball because the way the schedule kind of laid out we're, we're done with going to tampa thank god uh so then we'll hopefully do some damage with uh, the rays here uh early next week but you know that, that's going to be you know, I mean, it's great. They're, I mean, I'm not a fan of the expanded playoffs here, but you know, the the Rays and the Yankees kind of both seems like they should be able to cakewalk to the playoffs in the in the AL East, uh, even though. So they're given the rest of it, so it'll be fun to see. It's always no matter how bad Boston sucks, they're always I always love watching them, and think you know this could be a, an epic game that we'll see for for years to come. So we'll we'll see what happens with their with them, and then we'll have. So Cole on Friday, then Pat followed by Paxton, Hap, and Montgomery. Um, you know, like you said, anything can happen versus Boston. Cole's the only kind of short thing out of that those four games. Uh, Montgomery bounced back nicely this week, but you know Paxton uh, hit or miss, and Hap has been complete miss. So some some interesting. I'm guessing lots of runs uh, this weekend versus Boston. Yeah, Paxton looked good until he gave up the runs against yeah. the Rays. He yeah. was through six innings. He was looking really good. So. Look for him to finish the job, you know, against the Red Sox. And I'm, I'm sure the Yankees uh, would love to see him get through, you know, seven. Or, yeah, he was in the seventh inning. He was in the seventh, yeah. The yeah. So, um, I, I, he to see him look that good in the trop, uh, I know there's no fans there, but it, but that place still it did felt feel nice yes. this weekend. <laughs> I can't stand that place. Fuck the so. trop. <laughs> I, I want to judge when he like he like hit one off the catwalk. Is I like, just let the place like be condemned. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this week of podcast and in pinstripes. You know, give us some feedback if you like this this new little format. Uh, we'll kind of continue it as we go here. Uh, ideally, we get a a Wednesday or Thursday recording uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, depends on how you know my child sleeps and how how much time I have to talk to Sam here. But we'll, you didn't we'll... mention that, Steve. For, for <laughs> first time, Dad. I know. That's that's why it's been a few weeks since we, we we've recorded here. As I've been on um, late night sleep duty here, uh, he's passed out now. But it's it's been awesome. We've been watching the Yanks together, teaching him all the lessons, making sure he definitely becomes a Yankee fan, and none of these Philly people, you know, get into his brain. 
Oh, yeah. They're the worst. No chance. They are the worst. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, as always, you can follow me at AngelSteve89 on Twitter and Sam at uh, Real underscore Sam Mars. Be sure to check out GothamSN.com for – all New York sports updates. You know, the Islanders are, are in the playoffs, the NHL. The Rangers won the uh, number one pick for the for the draft. Uh, NBA draft is coming up here, and Sam and I will try and get some, some Yankees articles throughout the week as well. As always, appreciate the listening. Uh, great talking to you, Sam, and we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Toodles, Steve. <laughs>